Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. So uh, we're going to start today's episode with a prayer, um, just like we do on every episode. Um, And instead of chickening out, I was going to ask Denisa on my run. I was like, I'm just going to make Denisa pray. And I'm like, no, is this time for me to start like stepping into my power and praying in front of people besides my eight year old? Um, All right. So all right, everyone listening, just take a nice deep breath with us. Let those heart rates calm down from this week, from whatever you were just doing, um, and try and just center and focus and be here with us, present in this moment. Um, God, I can't thank you enough for this time that these women are donating right now, um, when there is so much unknown going on. To add one more thing, is it's a lot, and it's very easy to want to shut down um, Especially, you know, even as a bold leader, a lot of times it's like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't feel like I have anything to say, but I know that each of these women, you have put such a fire in their heart and an emphasis in their path to help and impact with kindness and love and however that looks like, because it's going to look so differently for every single one of us um, and everyone listening. Uh, Please let us set any uh, worry or agenda um, or ego aside to show up as vulnerable women, like in our feminine power. Um, We can just leave that other masculine energy somewhere else. We can pick it up when we are done if we want. Um, But I think that right now what the world needs is that feminine energy, that yin to the yang. And so help us all step into that. Uh, Help me be present and focused and grateful for these women. And uh, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I will go ahead and do an intro Um, for everyone listening. Obviously, we have never had more than one person on the show before. Um, so I'm going to do my best so you know who the heck is talking. I get to see everyone. Um, I assured Christy that I probably wasn't ever going to use this footage. Um, I'm like, no, show up. I'm going to show up in a top knot and a sweatshirt. But you know, this will be like the one time Kirby prioritizes this. And I'm like, oh, damn it, Kirby. Um, okay, so we're going to start with Dr. Tamara McIntyre. Um, 
She is the one person I haven't had the absolute pleasure of having on the show yet. You're on my like guest list to speak out or reach out to. And then this week happened. Um, but she is the wife of Dr. Mo, uh, which was an episode that just blew up, uh, episode number 35. And so I felt pretty safe. Like, mm, she knows what she's getting into. I think she can hang. Um, so she's both a chiropractor and doctor of natural medicine with a master's degree in neuroscience. Um, she's been touted as a clinical genius and serves as a role model and mentor for students and doctors. She was the former dean of clinical education at an accredited chiropractic college. Dr. Mack is known for her power, grace, and intelligence, and she has the most recently co-founded the Prana Foundation to cultivate and serve community by providing a safe space, wealth of resources, and educational opportunities for chiropractors. Yay. Thanks for being on the phone, Dr. Mack. Um, okay, so then next we have Dr. Denisa Weber. Um, she was on episode 13, and she's a dear friend who I reference a lot on the show. Um, usually when it comes to like, I'll say something like preach, just like Denisa or something like that. Get a t-shirt. Um, that wasn't in the intro that you sent me. Sorry. <laughs> so connection and conversation curator. She's got a big heart for chiropractic and people. Dr. Denisa Weber is a wife, mother, speaker, chiropractor, and owner of Serving Life Chiropractic in Dallas, Texas. After 10 plus years in practice, her mission is to encourage, equip, and empower the people in her community, fellow chiropractors, and DC in the making. So welcome, Dr. Denisa. Thanks for having me. I was going to say, you can say something, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so quiet. I'm, I'm even nervous. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next we have Dr. Devin Brana. She was on episode 22 where we just like, holy cow, there was like some truth flowing through that episode where we were talking about gender, gender equality. Um, I don't think either of us knew that that episode was going to get so... Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so she's a chiropractor, Mama Bear of Five from the heart of America. She is on service and truth mission with the Cairo love of her life to serve humanity with their hearts, hands, and the big idea to make this world a brighter place. Then these two slackers that I'm introducing last didn't send me anything, so I'm just going to make it up. Uh, so Dr. Nona Javid was on episode 29. Uh, she's a chiropractor, a mom, and she's a coach. She helps men and women find balance, uh, really talks about a lot of the same things. We resonate on a lot of the same, like finding your core values, creating your dream life, make a practice that works with that. Um, and she's the creator of the part-time million-dollar practice. Welcome, Dr. Nana. Thank you. And then lastly, Dr. Christy Wick is seriously one of my best friends. Um, she was the first guest I ever had. She was episode number four. Um, been in practice 10 years, uh, works in Wisconsin. Oh, no, and no, I didn't say you're from Cali, girl. Um, Christy is the owner of River Shores Chiropractic and a year ago created the Illuminated Squad, just a super empowering women chiropractic coaching group. And it's just Fantastic. One of I've talked to her three times this week in my crisis. So she's definitely one of the people I call when I'm like, <laughs> you're staying open, right? I don't know what to do. So, so thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having what, me. What I'll do is I will have everybody send me your links that like your more contact info, and that'll be in the show notes for everyone. So, um, before we get started, I'll kind of like do, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be a good idea, even though we're not going to go really full circle on everyone. I would like to go round circle on everyone and just kind of touch base with like kind of like a check in of like, how are you doing? Um, like, how's this how's this week hit you? 
Um, I'll go first. Like I am, I was doing really well. I would say really well until yesterday. So we're recording this Friday for those listening. Um, and something kind of shifted yesterday in me, um, where, you know, I think it's just continuing to see closures and like, I just kind of, it kind of got a bit much, um, and had like what I would call like a mini panic attack last night. It wasn't like actual diagnosable, but it was just like, I kind of afterwards, you know, kind of came to it in consciousness. And I was like, Whoa, what just happened? Kirby was just like telling me like, Hey, you just got to breathe. I'm like, Oh yeah, I just, um, and then today, you know, this morning woke up, you know, just like this weight on my chest. I, but I, and um, went for a run, feeling a lot better. Thanks for asking. Um, but yeah, it's just getting a bit, it's a bit much. So like, you know, I don't think that I have no desire to ever be fake. And, you know, like, I want people to know that like, yeah, this, me, Dr. Lauren, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm having my good moments, my bad moments, my jar of peanut butter and sweatpants are, you know, are, are kind of supporting me in the world right now. So, um, so I'm going to go just how I see you guys. So Dr. Denisa, uh, you want to give us a check in? How you doing? How's the week been? It's been good, but interesting. Right. And, um, we already had spring break scheduled this week. So it wasn't like a substantial hit, like as much as it's just been more of like, well, we kind of anticipated and now we got this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say being very empathetic feeler, I feel everyone's energy and I feel um, people who are coming in. Um, I have more of that, just like the holding space for them inside our practice. And so while we've had space because there was lots of travel for people, it almost came in at an appropriate time because we have people who are being laid off. We have people who are liquidating assets and we have like they're having to lay off thousands upon thousands of people and so it's feeling all the feels of what people are bringing in but then having like I had a powwow with our team and it was just like (sighs) we are the beacon of hope like we will be like we are here to love and support people through some of this mess you know and while we feel it and we can support people, what's been the hardest is not hugging them. And I will say that that is like built for connection and hard to connect. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say like the isolation has been the interesting fact or interesting factor in all this, but just supporting people where they're at. But I would say like the biggest hit this week is just feeling everyone's pulse as they're riding in here. Yeah, I picked a bad time to become a more empathetic person. <laughs> Empathy's overrated. This sucks, you guys. All right, Dr. Dona, how are you doing? Um, you know, I've it's it's been interesting as well. I I tend to wobble between like okay, I go into my power place, right? And I I sit in it and I'm like, okay, this this feels really good. And that's what I tend to do when I'm stressed out. Like if something in my business, in my life, in my relationship is not where I want it to be, I go to work, right? I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? Let's make, you know, let's make a list of things that I could, should be doing. 
And so I go to that place um, from in all of my roles, right? As a mom, now as homeschooler teacher, homeschooling teacher, right? Because all the kids are at home. That's probably the biggest stress right now is the balance. But um, when I'm stressed out and when something like this hits, I tend to go into this action mode and in my power place. But and I did that like earlier and a lot of last week. And then I definitely had days where it was like, like I was, I was over here and then it was like, whoa, wait a second. Let me just wrap my head around what is happening. And, and then you go into, which I won't get into, but like what might be and all these, you know, which, you know, but my brain went there. And so I constantly have to bring myself back. And I think, what has helped is like knowing my purpose and knowing like, okay, I, I can choose the perspective of fear or doubt or like worry, you know, of what's going to happen in all of my roles, right? Like, how am I going to deal with my kids being home? (laughs) How am I going to deal with the financial struggles of my chiropractors and myself and, or anything that might be, um, I just, I, you know, I step into the two spaces, which are so far apart from one another, but somehow I'm, I'm learning to find my balance, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I know where to go. It's just getting myself there. Yeah. That's been challenging. You're such a, you're such a three. <laughs> like, yes, us threes, we like to avoid our feelings and get to work. Don't feel things. I will just make a list of work. It's all right. I got you. Uh, all right, Dr. Chrissy, you're next. How are you, love? Oh, I'm just going to be the first one to be like, this week sucked. It really did. Um, and I'm not afraid to say that out loud because I, I think I've just learned. I've spent a lot of time this week talking to other women just to like, feel what you got to feel. And I think as a leader, it's really important for us to process those feelings so that we can allow, like, let them see what that processing looks like too. So yeah, it was a lot of processing. Um, and because of the events of the week and like the, the demands of decisions and schedules, and it literally was just, you know, things were evolving so quickly. I didn't really get a chance to process until this morning. This was my first like non-committed morning. So I was able to like do what I needed to do to get my nervous system where I needed to be. And now now I'm in the same place that Dr. Nona just said this morning. I literally whipped out my planner and wrote all my, my projects that have, you know, are, have fallen on the back burner that will feel good to, to work on. But um, yeah, with all of my clients this week, I've been, you know, doing a live every single day, just being like, what do you feel? What do you need? Let's just get it out. Cause I think the more that we feel the pressure of needing to just move on and move through and move to the next going to come back around and we're going to need to process it later. So I'd rather just process it now while things are happening. So that's where I'm at. And we have time. We have time. (laughs) All right, Dr. Devin, you're next. How you doing? Of course, when she opened, I was like, it's going to come to me next. And I'm going to say it from a completely different angle of like, this week has been one of the most beautiful weeks of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thank God for that, um, timing wise. And I don't, um, at all, um, the outer world, like Denisa spoke of that is like 
shaking my insides because I do feel everything and be where your feet are, Dr. Denise Weber, of like where my feet have been. Monday was the most beautiful day I've had in practice ever, ever. Um, Serve the masses on with my team. People were up. People were saying, you know, I'm so grateful for chiropractic, not just because I can come in and get adjusted, but because of the certainty you've helped me find. And that's that I know is going to hold us through this thing. Thank you for putting different messages out. Thank you for being a beacon of, of certainty in a time of uncertainty. And that doesn't mean to me that I know how it's going to pan out. I have no fucking clue. Excuse me. There's the first cuss word of the podcast. You dropped it, not me. I have no idea. And I'm so good with God. I am so good with my husband. I am so good with my kids that I can look and go, y'all like, this is some shaky stuff, but like, we're good. And like, let me hold you. Let me feel you. And the way that this landed, we were supposed to be in Colorado skiing this week. Obviously they shut a mountain down, which I didn't even know that was a thing that you could like just shut mountains down. Mountains. Uh, I mean, and it's like, and it's like what uh, in my feminine, in my masculine essence, it's what do, and that's where I normally operate. It's what can I do? What can I be like? What can I shift? What can I fix? Who can I save? And in my feminine, in the quiet, I've spent way more time praying this week. I've spent way more time walking out in nature this week. I've spent way more time in water, um, in, in quiet, in journal of like, who, who do I need to be right now? If God, if this is your flow, because every time I try to resist the flow of what's happening, I I feel it in my system and go, okay, well, that didn't feel good. So go back into flow feminine. And what is flow? It's pause. It's quiet. It's listen. It's heal. And, um, and that for me has taken me to this really beautiful surrender that, that actually feels really great in my system right now. And, and I do, I believe in God. I believe in people and I do believe everything's going to be okay. And I think, when the pendulum shifting too far one way, you know, I want to hold the ground to swing it back to center um, for myself and, and the people that mean the most to me. So, and you found that real fast. Like I plan on finding that like by Wednesday or something, but like you just found that like, just yes, resist. No, don't resist. I think that is a very good point that a lot of us are, we're just like, well, what, what if this happens, I'll do this and da, 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 And it's all like kind of resisting, but maybe it's also planning. Um, yeah, I, I said something uh, to, I told my team, this is, I would say embarrassing, but I've admitted it on the show before. They're like, I've never been one of those chiropractors. Like there's some people that are just like, think about the one person. And like, you know, those people who get really passionate and on fire about connecting. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. No. And this week, one of the most beautiful things was I was so grateful for Every single person, our numbers were down, like they were definitely down. Um, but I was like, every person who showed up, I was just like, I felt this gratefulness. And I was like, is this what other people feel all the time? It's wonderful. So I'm just going to try and bottle that. So there you go. All right, Dr. Mac, let's finish up with you. How, how are you doing? How's the week? You're Canada, right? I am. I am, which is new. So what's really interesting about this space and time for me is that it's kind of like the universe had me in training. 
because last year was a crazy year of just my ground was taken out from me so quickly and so fast and I didn't see it coming. And when that happened, um, I was forced into a pause that I'd never had before. And so I've always been the worker, had the lists. I couldn't imagine myself, like, who am I without my work? Who am I without my community? Who am I without these students? Who am I without these docs? And so I spent, I've spent basically the last year recovering um, myself in that pause. And so I've had a separation of physical space with the community that I've basically been part of and I've served. And so it's like I was in private practice for 14 years and I can see how that would all play out. But I was just getting ready and I just spent the last three months re-engaging and creating life out of uncertainty. And so it's like the ground was taken out a year ago and then, you know, yeah, there was lots of change, but man, it's been so amazing to sit in that uncertainty because it's bred such creativity. It's allowed me to just actually step back and reflect on where I am in my life. Um, and all of that, I'm kind of on the other side of that arc and I was ready and have been ready to re-engage. And so what's happened is that part of that re-engagement was how can I stay connected to these students that I've been part of their experience. And so from a chiropractic perspective, I've basically been on the inside. And part of that uncertainty brought me to the outside. And it's not a super comfortable space. Um, you know, social media and being out online and, you know, being on a stage. Um, it's, it's a necessity now. And I've spent a lot of time in the last number of months, because um, I typically say no. And I keep my community small and connected. And now is a time where I've already gotten over all of that. And so I want to play big and I've got the mechanism in place to be able to do that. And what's so amazing is the beauty that's happening in that space. And so, you know, my clinical mentorship group that we sit and connect was so incredible yesterday. And you know, connecting with a really good friend of mine who is a writer, who we were talking about the fact that the dolphins and the fish are now visible in the Venice canals. Um, you know, um, there was a poem that we read in one of our lives that was a priest out of Ireland that wrote the most beautiful poem on what's happening in the world in terms of listening to the birds sing and the pause and what happens with connection. And so I, like you, Devin, am really focused on there's a reason that this is happening and it's such an opportunity to connect to some of our most significant core values as human beings. And it's going to take us away from our big vulnerabilities in terms of finances and what that looks like and really focus on the need for needing each other. And I kind of feel like in this weird sort of way, the biggest gift that I've realized this week is that I already have a mechanism in place to do that because of the uncertainty that I had last year. Um, so I'm crazy grateful, um, for the space that I'm in and the, 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 that I've, I've kind of already been on the other side and now I feel super empowered to just provide that level of safe space and support for those that, you know, need it. Yeah, that's really great because I've had, I'm sure all of us have had people reach out this week, um, and, 
you're putting this gorgeous optim, I don't want to call it optimistic, um, this real spin on this that it's like, yeah, this, I, this is what I've been training for. Whereas a lot of messages I have gotten have been like, oh, I just got back from maternity leave or I just, you know, this. And it's like, yeah, you know, like you were coming from, you were training from this place of uncertainty. And so like, this, that's a great, a really great way to think about that. Um, so, okay. I'm going to have, Denisa, I'm going to throw the first question out to you. Um, and this is around the idea of what kind of boundaries, because you were, you were the one who said like, you're just like feeling the, feeling the people, but not feeling them. That's inappropriate all the time, but also with COVID, no touching your feet. Um, but like feeling the feelings. So have you had to put boundaries around media consumption or like what you're doing when you get home um, to like get rid of that and not bring that into the house? Like what kind of boundaries have you had to put around just this week? Well, I'll say that Monday, it was not a conscious effort with boundaries. Well, physical boundaries. Yes. We already knew like what we needed to put in place as far as like cleaning sense goes. I'm talking about like emotionally and you know, it was a little bit of a shit show, um, from on, on Monday. And so on Tuesday, that's where I was like, not doing that again, not doing that again. Um, and basically, you know, told the team, like, this is where we're at. This is how we can serve. This is, you know, like, um, like we can love on people, but we love them like where they're at in their decisions because they're navigating different, you know, different fear spectrums, right. From different people. Um, and so you'll have people who are completely just like, I need people. And then you have people who are like, I don't want to be near people. And so, um, uh, it, it's more of meeting people where they're at, loving them from wherever distance they want to be loved on, respecting their decisions, not being emotionally pulled here, this and that based upon what they choose, um, and just, you know, being, being human, like, that's where I'm like, it's not about being the chiropractor. It's about being a freaking human and loving people, period, end of story. And how can we support them? And, um, you know, looking people in the eye. I mean, there's so many, I've never seen more dads home in my entire life. They're all walking on earbuds, doing meetings, walking down the streets. Um, but people will not look at each other. And that's, what's really crazy, you know, where people are like, I'm like, you're not going to catch COVID by looking at people. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we live in a very condensed population where everyone's like stacked, but it's like, people are trying to literally avoid each other by sidewalk, you know? And it's like, it's, you know, so you're watching the isolation happen, but when people come in and they're navigating loss or, you know, and, and in the throes of this too, joy, joy is happening inside our four walls too. Babies are being born in this time. You know, mamas are needing to be supported. People purchased a home in this crazy time or in closing on their houses. Like, you're having to hold space. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to hold space for the joy, too. And um, in, not everyone's in this, like, cliff dive. Like, you know, like, people are like, hey, what about me in this moment? Like, and I don't want to diminish their joy, you know, and... Um, and so if we're going to be holding it, it's like, it's going to look different for every single person. And 
Um, I say that, and I have totally navigated this is a squirrel moment. That's why we get, do we go together really well, Lauren? I've been like, <laughs> um, but going home, I mean, social media wise, I'm like, I'm just, I'm not going to watch the threads of this and that. I've already get them in my email from my board and uh, different things. And I'll take that as it comes in stride. But I like literally am only like, I will put out positivity and I will consume positivity, but I will like, I'm, I'm being with my babies. Like Devin said, like I'm with the kids. We're shooting bubbles. We're, we're together, you know? So that's, that's where I'm at. I think an angel just got its wings. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, I said this earlier that like my screen time is up so much and I have no doubt that that contributed to a lot of this like panic. And I kind of like, I don't want to say lie and tell myself, but like the story I'm telling myself is like, well, I, I'm just trying to like be informed so I can make informed decisions. And like, never in my life have I typed in CNN.com as much as I have this week. And I'm like, ew, ew, what am I doing? But seriously, what's CNN.com say? Um, so I am really looking forward to Sunday because Kirby and I are taking our first Sabbath. And I obviously know I could do it before then, but I'm like, okay, phones are going off. World, if you burn up, I don't know. Hopefully I figure it out by the time I turn my phone back up on Monday because I have to. Mm -hmm. Devin, is that how you kind of like had such a beautiful, wonderful, like did you you have really good boundaries around keeping away? I have terrible boundaries. Um, and yet this shake was like, girl, you better get your shit together. Um, and, and it's the awareness that a lot of people do depend on me. Um, I have five kids. So even if I don't go past that circle, like, you know, we about passed the 10 person limit just within the walls of our home. So, um, like it's been an interesting, you know, and, and so again, it's like, what am, what do I, what am I choosing to do? So my morning routine is essential right now. It is feed my body, feed my heart, feed my mind before I feed anyone else. And that's, it's unbreakable to me right now, whether that, you know, perfect world, I get an hour this morning, I got 20 minutes. And so it's like, whatever that means yesterday was gorgeous. So I could go outside and I could go for a run. And this morning it was 25 degrees and I ain't going out there in that. And so it was tea in, in my office, just looking out at the clouds, you know? And so I I love at a Tony Robbins seminar. Um, and now I think it serves me more than ever. And I hope whoever hears this, that it was speaking to you or why I feel the need to share it. Um, Jim Rohn told Tony Robbins, you must stand guard at the door of your mind and now more than ever. And so I believe that part of why I can feel this internal peace is because for a decade, chiropractic has trained me. Um, I, you know, above down inside, I'm rock solid in my principle and the way the body works. I'm rock solid in trust that if a bone is broken, I don't fix it. And we got a broken bone right now. And so I can't rush that process. I can't fix that process. And, and, and so what I can do for my people is go sometimes when things are broke, all processes take time, but healing always happens always. And, and if we scratch out, if we piss it off, it's just going to take longer. So if we give the healing to where it comes from, which is source, whatever that means to you, 
then it's easier to pause and just breathe and do what you can do, which is love the people closest to you. Boundary wise, I put a circle around my girls. So they had lunch on Tuesday and I said, I need you team. I need you to give me your top 10 fears. Send them to me because you're human and you haven't had all the training I've had. And so who can I help? I can help the people closest to me. They text me their 10 fears. Me and my sister hit record on our phone and we spoke life and hope and uncertainty in some of them into, into what, you know, this is how we feel it. This is what our training, this is how I hear that. This is now go share that with your family if you want to, because they're scared for their parents. They're scared for these things. And so I can't fix it, but I can, I can promise them I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to walk beside them. And that's a way I can set boundaries. Cause I just sent a circle of love around my people. Last thing I would say is I'm being very choosy about who I, who I engage with. Right. And so, yes, I'm on the phone at midnight with my girl, Denisa, over a cup of like, and yes, we're in tears and in laughter. I'm not going to do that with everybody. Like, I can't do that with everybody. And so it's like, who pours life into me? Like who I'm standing guard at the door of my heart and mind right now. Who's my army? Well, let me look around. Like, who do I trust? You know, and, and some days that's just me and God. Mm-hmm. And, and social media wise, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I love what Gary Vee says. I don't think social media is bad. I don't think media is bad. I think it, it amplifies who we already were. So if it amplifies your fear, then get off of it and restabilize your system. I, I just watch I'm in observation mode. So I'm consuming a lot because I do want to know where the world's at, but I'm maintaining my internal state. And so boundaries for me are all about the ground wire. Yep. Dr. Tamara, you were nodding and shaking your head. Did you have anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, sort of two, two things to just, you know, that, uh, that Devin hit on. Um, one, you know, we all have different boundaries and limits to our boundaries. And I think this is, um, I, you know, it's the conversation I have a lot of times with young doctors is, um, do you know who you are when you show up and do you know where your hooks are? You know, because that whole sort of idea that 20% of our practice takes 80% of our energy. The only reason that happens is when you don't know what the hook or what your bound, you know, where, what boundaries being crossed that you don't know. And so this is a really interesting time to reflect on where exactly, where exactly is it that we become weakened? Um, where, you know, where's the edge of our comfort? Um, and this is really a time to reflect on that. And especially in our roles as chiropractors, because we are leaders, people are looking to us. And so, you know, for me as a chiropractor, you know, the, the other piece of this is, you know, I function from a place where I'm not the healer, I'm a facilitator. And so in that model, what it also means is that I don't cure, I facilitate healing. And so, you know, what happens sometimes in that energy sucking exchange is people are coming to us asking for us to cure this problem. And it's the same dialogue, you know, that we have when somebody comes and has pain and is asking for an exchange. You know, they're coming to us out of a world where there's a lot of uncertainty, but they're thinking there's going to be one simple answer. You're going to be able to actually give them the cure to what's happening in the world. And the reality is that, it's, you know, the, the lesson I would say that I offer is that healing is a responsibility, an individual responsibility, but it's also our individual birthright. And so if you can see the gift in that, and if you can recognize that this is a time to reflect on where we are and recognize that our role 
that we've chosen had a different way that we did that exchange within the context of chiropractic and the exchange of the adjustment. I'm not in that world right now. But what I would tell you is that I'm in that role of facilitating healing and it's just happening at a different level and a different level of conversation. But um, so boundaries and healing for me are intimately connected. And I think this is a time to really hone and identify um, where is that boundary for you and be totally okay with whatever that is, but just call it, yeah. just call it what it is, own it, take it on and recognize that you are responsible for creating that environment that gives to you, not, you know, takes of you. I really needed to hear that. I mean, because my personality is such a like fixer um, and that my ego so frequently gets in the way that like, it's on me to fix this. And so I think where a lot of my problems have come this week have been like me feeling that I need to figure this out for my employees. Like I have six people who are depending on this paycheck that we give them for their dinner. And like, I need to figure this out for them. And then like, I need to make sure that the podcast is really helpful for the listeners. And it's just like, whoa, 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 ego. <laughs> like facilitator, facilitator. I love that. Thank That's you. It. Okay, so it's really funny. This has been, this is a hard conversation for me because I just want to like go on tangents with every time somebody says something, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's circle back to that. Um, okay, so we're going to keep the train moving. Let's talk, you know, so Devin, you had brought up that, you know, you are really prioritizing your self-care. Um, Christy, I know that you have a, a good self-care routine. Has that changed this week? Have you like amped it up? Have you like, you know, because you kind of said that like today was the first day that you were able to like, does that mean you kind of fell off it because you were worrying about other people? Yeah. So, um, like Devin, I've really leaned into the things that I know keep me, me. So a big one is, you know, every single morning I write down gratitudes and I write down dreams and those dreams have definitely evolved. So, you know, it, I think it's been such a beautiful, um, opportunity to really look at some of the things that I was dreaming about and ask myself, you know, one of the things I've written down for gratitude every morning since this all started was just, I'm so grateful for this universal sign to slow down. And obviously a lot of us have already, you know, touched on that, but, um, you know, I'm definitely the personality that just the go, 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 like, you know, Lauren, like what you were just saying, obviously you, you know, that you and I share that of, you know, especially with the people closest to me. So when we're, you know, when Devin was talking about the, the boundaries and circles of, you know, family, and then your, your office family, your team, and, you know, going out from there, um, that has felt, that's been on the top of my mind every single day. And so sticking with that gratitude and still allowing myself to write down those dreams every day has been awesome. But yes, Lauren, I had to take it one step further in, I love, um, what Tamara was just saying about understanding yourself. Like I am a huge nerd. That's been my journey for the last two years. And so I've done more journaling this week than I have probably in the last month or two months combined of just, you know, how and why am I processing things this way? What does that mean? What does that look like? What does, what can I learn about myself even further in this situation? So those have been, you know, my self-care staples in a week that was already going to be out of the ordinary for me because one of my docs was 
planning to be out and she was out. So um, my normal hour by hour routine, I actually saw patients almost three times as much this week as what I normally would. And so that kind of changed and evolved. So it was every single day, just um, minute by minute and going from there. So I wondered when we talked at like 8 a.m. why you said you were getting to the office. I'm like, girl, you don't work in the morning <laughs> at the clinic. Um, kind of a pretty uh, awesome gift to be able to be forced into like, I can't go do all these things. I am here serving, doing what I like basic, what God put me here to do. I'm adjusting. It definitely happened for a reason. It needed to be this way this week. And that uh, wasn't lost on me for sure. So. No, no. What about you? What's this week kind of look like as far as like self-care routine? Were you like really good about self-care? Did you have like a strict routine before this? Yeah, I, um, interestingly enough, like Tamara, I was, um, I hurt my back believe it or not, we're all susceptible to that, right? And um, the month of February, I was on my back and I was, um, so it gave me an opportunity to focus on true self-care, prioritizing myself, putting myself first. I literally was horizontal unless I, I I had to get on a coaching call or something like that. Then I would sit up and do the thing and then go back and lay down. And uh, I think that, to some degree that also prepared me for, for what hit. And, um, as, as part of that, I, uh, one of the things that I had meditated during that time, cause I had all this time laying down on my bed, right. I meditated day after day. And one of the things that came was, okay, you've got to, um, I want to feel more. Like, I want to feel so much that I cry. I wanted to uh, watch my little baby. I have a 10-month-old. I wanted to watch him giggle and have that give me so, so much joy that I just, you know, I just start crying. Like, and, and I want to experience sadness the same exact way. So that was one of the intentions that I had in February before all of this hit. And so when, um, this started to happen, uh, you know, I I definitely felt things (laughs) and on, on a much bigger level. And so thankfully I was this whole month. It was like, I was so present with everything that was happening. And I, and of course this, the same routine stuff, nothing new that I have to add the journaling, the walking outside, the, nap for me taking a nap or going to bed super early, you know, as my 10 year, 10 month old goes to bed at seven. So I want to go to bed at seven, read and go to sleep. So something like that, that's really my, my self care. And I, I, I was able to do that all of February. And yes, I fell off of it beginning of, you know, say last week or the past 10 days. But I think that somehow, I guess going into boundaries, I, with with social media specifically because i think that's a big one for a lot of people i would ask myself um is do i really need to do this right now mm-hmm. you know like before say january or even last year i might be breastfeeding my my son and i'm on the go and i might be looking up things or texting back somebody or emailing back somebody but then now all of February and, and, and more so now I ask myself, do I really need to be doing that right now? Like, is that, 
necessary in this moment and then I'll put my phone away or because that's probably my biggest um, thing in terms of boundary. But at the same time, I have to say that I felt this pull and this, like I never felt more alive actually as a chiropractor and as, as a, you know, I, I don't want to call myself a leader, but I felt called to lead. And so that required me from a heart center place to put myself out there more often on social media. And, and, and it felt good. It didn't feel like I was breaking the boundaries. It didn't feel um, like I was entering into the space. And yes, I, you know, yes, you engage and then you have to determine how much you want to engage, but definitely decided that I, it was time for me to put myself out there because at the beginning of, of this uh, episode, you were talking about certainty versus uncertainty. It doesn't mean I don't feel uncertainty, but I want to, when I do feel certain, I want to get out there and I want to show people that there is, that there is certainty that you could also feel that, that you could also step into that. You have it in you. We all have it, right? It's just whether we're going to go into that or not, but going back to not to get off track, but going back to, to boundaries, um, I think that life right now has kind of set some boundaries for myself. Like I, now I have to more practical stuff. Like my son is at home and I have to homeschool. Well, I've got to reschedule my entire, you know, everything my day so that I can homeschool him and I have to get him out of the house. So I've been walking a lot more. So those things have been just surrendering to those things that allow us to uh, this like automatic boundary, I guess, you know, whereas before I'd come home, do this, do that, go pick up the, you know, and now we're all home mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of nice. And so some of the boundaries have been forced upon me, if you would, and it's been nice. Yeah, it does go kind of what to Devin was saying of like, if you, if you kind of like wake up and look at what's happening, there's the self healing process that's happening of like, you know, you know, I probably had all these goals of like more quality time, like work out more. And it's like, oh, well, look, now your kids live with you all the time. And look, you're walking. That's you're like, you don't know, you didn't get your run in today, but you did cart. I'm, I'm joking. I did not do cartwheels. They're very difficult to do. And I hurt myself. Um, but yeah, it has this like, but if I kept that mentality of like, oh, I still need my pre the day I thought I was going to have today. If I need to like make that day happen still, then how am I going to do this with the kids? And with that versus like, go with it. It's like, okay, all of this kind of does happen. And some things maybe didn't need to happen. And the things that will do and um, I'm going to, and you know, anybody who wants to answer this next question can, I found that I was very surprised, like something, it doesn't, your answer doesn't have to be something bad that surprised you. It can be something good. Um, cause I was surprised that I was grateful for patience. That was a good thing. Uh, but I was also really surprised how negative I felt quick. Like I, I know that I really like conspiracies and like drama and I went there and I like Kirby had to have like a check-in with me Wednesday, like, okay, how, like, 
I said something to the team. This is really embarrassing. I shouldn't tell you guys this. So I literally on when the toilet paper thing was getting really bad, like originally <laughs> where we're all like, what the heck is going on? I sent a message to our team saying like, maybe we should move the toilet paper out of the bathroom. <laughs> Herbie, who is upstairs, working in the same house, responds on the same thing. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. What if we run out of toilet paper? And he's like, has, and then he goes, has any of our patients given you any reason to believe they would steal toilet paper? And I'm like, I don't know. Just insert a gif right now of somebody running around panicking. So for me, I was really observing myself going, what is going on, girlfriend? Like, anybody had any good or bad surprises that just like when they reflected and looked at themselves were like, huh, that's not how I thought I was going to handle this. Anybody? My biggest surprise um, is is the stillness um, of, um, I would say historically, I've always, my gear shift has always been up. Mm-hmm. And this week's gear shift has been down, right? I'm, I'm finding my power in a lower gear, um, which feels really great. Um, and so that was the pleasant surprise. And, and people around me, that can make uncomfortable because I'm not who they anticipate I would be. And so, um, you know, that, that contrast, um, while inside me is like, Ooh, this is fun. Like, what can I play? And it's, and it's governing both. And when my husband's like, are you okay? Are you, are you, you good? You're a little calm. Are you okay? (laughs) Whoa. You got like, are you, are you feeling all right? Because where's my wife? Who's like, normally flying around and, and I'm feeling that in all the things I've seen posts on, on chiropractic, um, pages today that are, you know, I guess we're going to see who's ready to go to jail for chiropractic. And, um, and the audience you can't hear, but we are literally all rolling our eyes right now. (laughs) And, and it's like this, this thing, I told a girl, girlfriend that I hung out with this morning, I I just want to wear a shirt that says, do you boo? Because like, (laughs) I want to respect the gear that everybody feels like they need to run in right now. I don't need to dictate that. I don't want to dictate that. I can't dictate that. And I certainly don't want anybody dictating it for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's like uh, the, the consciously, like, do you consciously like figure out what you need and right. then do that because there's a difference between consciously doing what you need to do versus doing your default. And I think a lot of us, that's what surprised me is my default was like hype, fear, scare. And it's like, okay, if I asked Lauren, what do you consciously need? That would look different, but it wasn't that default thing that showed up. Christy, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, the surprising thing for me this week was actually the discussions I had with my seven-year-old. So, um, you know, even though I logically knew that a lot of this would come out emotionally, there was some bunch of moments that I was like, you know, this is a really adult, odd, brilliant conversation happening right now. Uh, And of course, you know, obviously our little people are going through the the midst of emotions too. And so, you know, you already heard me say how much I love to just like, let the emotions be the emotion. We've had a lot of conversations about that, but then he also comes back with things that 
I was, wasn't on my radar. Like he wants to stay home. He's excited about it. He's like, you know, drawing silly things on my whiteboard at the office. So spring break starts now. Everyone go in your hot tub. And, you know, it's just like the conversations and those silly moments are just, it was really refreshing and surprising to actually have the opportunity to excavate maybe some of his wants and needs that, um, you know, I ha- that weren't on my radar. And because of just the nature of the week, I think a lot of us um, as parents are just connected people with our families are potentially having conversations about things that we didn't even realize were there and ready to be discussed. And so, especially with him, um, that was just a, a lovely added surprise and um, gift. Like, so I'm glad that we had the chance to actually onto that layer for him. So that yeah. is that kids are fantastic for that. Um, okay. So I want to get, I don't want to get controversial by any means, I, but I do want to talk about some of the controversy that is like happening out there. Uh, but from a place of love, like I feel a lot of the stress that I've been having this week is seeing like our profession be so divisive and split. And I'm just like, wow, that person over there is very certain. But then that person over there is also very certain. And like each of them, again, you do you boo, right? Like I, I've always kind of like with the whole like straight mixer thing, like I, I've had people been like, Oh, how do you and I'm like, what are you? And I'm like, I don't know what I am. Like I throw some stim on someone if they need it. But that's like once a week. I don't know. What does that make me? Um, and so is this just this continuation, like of this ongoing fight? Do we think this is a different fight? And really, how do we? Can we just coexist in this battle where you doing that is right for you? but you doing that is right for you. So uh, not to give you a real hard one, Dr. Mack, but like, do you have any thoughts? You've obviously seen this happening. Yeah, I mean, put yourself in a chiropractic college where you've got the emotion of students oh, yeah. that are pretty sure that the one thing they need to decide immediately is what technique they're going to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and, then, and then watch the divisiveness amongst them once they choose. You know, um, so I've spent a lot of years trying to neutralize some ground um, and recognizing that, you know, we as chiropractors are, are you know, conscious contrarians. I mean, we're going to protest anything because we entered a profession that was already considered fringe. So the subsection of those like in the population that choose to be a chiropractor already recognize they're going into something that is not understood by the masses or that they're willing to do battle from day one, right? So we already pre-select for some pretty vocal opinions in our profession. And then the other big piece is that we all don't see the same, the world the same. We don't have the same value system. We come from different places. Um, and this is actually probably like a little microcosm. It's like, here's the community you created and you call it your practice. And, um, not all of our populations are the same mm-hmm. and not all of our own health profiles for ourselves, for our family, for our friends, for our communities are the same. And so, you know, to actually choose a fundamentalist perspective that there's one answer for all of us as chiropractors. Um, the only thing I would say that, you know, if I was going to be fundamentalist about something, it would be give us the choice. Mm. Don't take that away. 
I mean, that's the, you know, that would be the concern. And the hope would be that you check in with yourself, you know, your people, I'd want to be doing some home visits if and or possible. I want to be, you know, engaging in patient care um, as I saw fit and as it was requested. And so, you know, I think, you know, we all, it's basically magnified an issue that we actually have in chiropractic, which is the unwillingness to be open to each other. Mm. And the fundamentalist perspective, you know, I think, you know, if you look at philosophically where we sit, there's some shared ground, but even philosophically, our profession is divided, you know, so I think it's just kind of, this just kind of highlights what is already an issue. Um, and I think it's an opportunity to actually try to, hold on, <laughs> go ahead, keep going. I just had to mute Nona. <laughs> You're going to have to edit Kirby. Um, <laughs> I think it's an opportunity to just acknowledge there's a divisiveness in our profession that can be incredibly harmful, not just to, you know, the, like the outside looking in, but for us inside. Um, and it and have that, to be healed. Like, I don't understand why we think that we have to all be the same. Right. Like, that's what there's room like, for all of us. Yeah. There there's is. room for all of us. Yeah. We're never going to come to one decision on this and so like the thing that is going to heal is just to be like yeah just like there's going to be democrats and republicans there's like and that's a good thing like that serves in a whole different thing like and so there's just i don't know chrissy well, you were yeah, like I mean, yeah oh. Yeah. I would just, we're living in a time where even our media gets pre-selected for us. So what also happens is there's an, a, you know, a ramping up because we're hearing our own opinion and then we feel more entitled to express our own view because the same group of people that think the way I do are the ones that are on my feed, are the ones that are in my world. And there's a real problem with that in a time when everybody really, we're just needing calm and we need to support each other and we need to recognize we're not all the same and we're all needing because we're all feeling vulnerable. Um, so that's the travesty and, in, in you know, but it's also the microcosm of our profession, I think. Yeah. I heard someone a couple months ago bring up that this whole concept of like, you don't talk religion and you don't talk politics that has been like the last 10 years of like how to be polite has really screwed us from being learning the skill of sitting comfortably and listening to a different opinion because you're right you can like we have so many options you've got 17 different news outlets you've got millions of different people you could follow and like make sure you know and so it's like we really get to put these blinders on and only choose to bring in like-minded things but then when something is different we're just like I can't believe you even exist in the world you know you're the only person right because in my world it's all the same Christy, you were nodding your head. What? Yeah, I just like one of the number one reasons why I said this week sucked is this exact thing. Um, so I did not have strong enough boundaries in looking at some of what was happening on social media. And it just breaks my heart, honestly, to see that we at least just can't agree that none of us know. 
Like none of us know what's going to happen next, you know, minute. And, and we also have to just agree that, you know, to your point, Lauren, like all of us have a different set of information. All of us live in a different place. So even Lauren, Lauren and I are on the complete opposite ends of the same state and what's happening where she is versus where I am are very different. Like we're talking about county by county, city by city. And so I just like, one of my little hopes and dreams is that I hope we can get to a point where we just respect the fact that everyone has their own lens that they're looking through everything with. And I love what Devin said before, just like everyone needs to make the decision that's best for them. And that's fine. Like, let's just take that one moment at a time because none of us, I don't think can honestly say, here's my position. This is going to be my position every single day because we don't know what's going to happen. We aren't, we've never been in control. And now more than ever, we just have to remember that it's, we are going to make decisions based on the information we have at that very second. And if we can just love and respect that about everyone, I think that will not only help our profession, but just every, anything else that's happening. Literally everything in your life. If you realize that that patient's not calling to cancel because they hate you is because they're going through their own shit and they had to make the right decision that was best for them. And even though you're like, no, this is the worst time to quit chiropractic. Are you stupid? But like it was for whatever reason, you may completely disagree with their decision, but they made it. They made that decision for them and their family. And it's not your place to judge whether it's right or wrong. It's between them and their family and God. And loving that in the moment and supporting whatever decision it is, even if you disagree, that is healing to their nervous system. So if you give them support and allow that to happen, even if you disagree, you are literally healing their nervous system by just being the person that is offering support in that moment. So... Yeah. And not risking coming across like desperate and weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, you know, they're like, they're going to remember, like, remember when our chiropractor was like really weird about us canceling because COVID, like she was weird. Um, Devin, do you, what do you have to add? Yeah, to that? I would just wanted to circle back. I keep getting this flash of remember the Titans. And so it feels like I just, like, I can't shake it. So I got, <laughs> but that part where there's this divisiveness that's not serving anybody and he's like, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. And it's like, if we want to be captains of this ship and we're shooting each other down out there, we don't deserve to lead. Mm-hmm. And so if we can't have conversations with respect, um, I'm all about, I mean, there, we, we, we've never had that as a profession. And so having this circle of six, I'm sure there's lots we agree on and lots we don't. But being able to sit at a table with respect and go, yeah, I see that. That's interesting. Like that's real leadership to me. And that is the only thing that can see humanity through this thing that we're in right now. So anyway, remember the Titans. I don't know. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. (laughs) I know now I'm like, well, now I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Uh, Nona, what did you were shaking your head to? Yeah. Oh, you're hold on. Let me unmute you. I didn't mute you because of like some weird alarm going off on your computer. (laughs) There we go. Sorry, I'm not tech savvy. I'm not turning off everything I should be before podcast. But I'll be short in saying that one of the things that has um, helped me uh, sort of see everyone from a neutral perspective, but also prioritize what is true for myself and come from that place has been this belief system that no matter what is going on, it's the same concept as you do you, right? But it's, um, I believe that if I, if I made a decision that was um, good, that was the best decision for me, whether that means I'm going to close my office, I'm not going to close my office, I'm going to keep it open, I'm going to do home visits, whatever that means for you, 
if I made that decision from a place of with every cell in my body, I believe this is the right decision for me. This is what feels good to me, right? Then everything, uh, everything that plays out in the universe, right? Like what that means to your staff, what that means to your family, what that means to your patients, it's always going to be in their best interest. If you choose that decision and make that decision from, from, I guess your highest self, like you come to your heart and you really contemplate and you're like, okay, based on all these things that are going on, based on all these things that I am feeling and based on who I truly am, because these, this is the environment that really squeezes that out of us, right? Like who we really are. If I make that decision for myself and that means I close my office and not to be, just to give an example, if that means that I'm going to lose my staff, or if that means someone's going to go somewhere else, that means someone's going to go on, on unemployment, that means, uh, you know, whatever that means for our kids, our, our spouses, it's, it's all going to be for the good, for the greatest good of everybody that's involved. As long as I come from a place of love, as long as I'm not coming from a place of fear. Um, and I think that for me, that has helped because obviously being in business for 12 years and doing so many different things, you end up making decisions that will, that on the surface, it seems like it will hurt someone or that, um, you know, I want to do what everybody else wants to do. Like, oh, if I should, if they are closing my office, I should close my office. If they're open, then I should be open versus stepping back into who, you know, what you truly, what is true for you. Mm -hmm. And being in alignment with that and then making a decision from a place of love, not from a place of fear, moving forward with that, then that's it. That's all you got to do. You, you put everything else um, aside and, and let them decide, you know, how they're going to fight if it's other chiropractors or how they're going to comment. Like I, I would put, post something on Facebook and if there's an angry comment, that's okay too, because I, I knew what I said came from a place of love. And I know that what I said was the, the highest good. It came from a highest good for myself. So I'll do everybody good. So beautiful. All right. I want to be respectful of your time. So this is going to be the last question, but um, I don't have anywhere to go. So, so <laughs> numbers are down for a lot of people. Like um, I think that's just going to be the reality that uh, this isn't going to be likely the, <laughs> like big practice boost you were hoping for in 2020. Um, and when we're looking at like kind of the economic recovery and just like, why is this happening? And like trying to plan. So like I'm already going into planner mode and um, Denise, I'm coming at you. I'm coming full circle to faith here. So like be prepared. Um, where are you? How are you leaning on your because there is this responsibility of like, what can I do to set myself up in the future to rebound from this and recover? Yet, how are you allowing that margin for this healing and whatever God and source needs to happen? Like, what, if, what has that been looking like for you? What it, or what will that look like for you? This is to me. Yes, to you. <laughs> <laughs> I saved an easy one for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I, first to acknowledge the fact that I think this situation is highlighting people's reality that we've never been in control. Um, I think we can, we can always control. There's certain things we, and when I say we never been are in control, I think of Dispenza. Devin spoke to this two weeks ago 
we were teaching. And Dispenza says, I have one foot in the known, one foot in the unknown. And the, the reality is, is that we had, there's something so much bigger at play here. And we're all very valid and important and cared for. Um, and it's more of, and I don't mean to like play, I don't mean to like play this down or anything. It's just more of the surrendered state. I will still move my feet, but the surrendered state that there's something so much bigger at play here. Um, and that the God who's taken care of me for 10 years in practice, the same God is going to carry me through this thing. And, um, and I think of like, even like it, I, there's so many verses on joy. I don't, I don't, I don't think people realize like how powerful joy is in their lives and it literally and hope it's to anchored to hope and it combats fear every time and it wins. And it's like verses like, you know, rejoice in the Lord. Always. I say rejoice. I find my strength in the, you know, my, my, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Like, it's like, and th that was written by a dude that was in prison. Like hmm. I'm, you know, I'm I, in the, at the time he was in prison. Like I think of, you know, I'm not in prison and I can find joy and I can find good things. And I can like, look at what, what uh, Nona was saying about, you know, her child's laugh. And that's all my day yesterday. And Magnolia was doing that yesterday with Devin. And it's just like, it's the joy. If we can anchor to the joy and then surrender and trust that we will be carried through this. Our next step will be highlighted. We will know where, what to go. It may not be 10 steps ahead like we knew before. We may not know, like, we may not see, like, the gift of the light at the end of the tunnel, but we will have the next step unveiled to us. And I will trust that I'm supposed to be here where my feet are, loving on the people that I can serve. Um, and, like, even thinking about my brothers and sisters in chiropractic and us together, like, if we can, like, as Roman says, like, be devoted to each other in love, like, that is exactly what we should be doing, is showing each other love in these moments, not firing away at everybody about what different ways are doing it. And that, I mean, the fact that we, like, argue about how things should be done, it just, like, blows my mind because the third leg of the stool is art. <laughs> like, I don't realize, I didn't realize everyone had, like, the same paintbrush and the same color paint, um, you know? So of course our responses in our, like our conversations, I'm not the person I was yesterday. And the people that walk in tomorrow are not going to be the same person, people that they were, you know, today. So everything is going to you, as Christy said earlier, we're going to have different interactions each individual time. And based upon what is happening in our current practices and how we've been, how we've been doing things all along. Right. And, you know, what I can do in Dallas County is different than what, you know, Kansas City or Wisconsin or anything like that. Like I'm, it's going to be so different. So I just say like, I mean, when I'm looking at this, I'm just going, how can we find joy? Realize that control was never a thing that you really had in the first place. And just remind yourself of the gifts that you've been given because they're continue to be given. We just need to see they might look differently as we yeah. move along. Beautiful. Devin. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, what did you have more, Denisa? It was with the staff thing. As far as staff, oh, like, no. you know, like letting go of staff, that's a legitimate, like it's a legitimate fear. And yeah. having people lose people in their own businesses and having to let go of people. Um, 
it's one of those things where it's like, you just have to give it to God. Like God's got a plan for them. This may be a catalyst for something else in their trajectory, but we do not know or own their path. And, you know, all we can do is serve. And so it's just more of like, I know it's a weight that we all carry for our people and, but it's not our weight to carry. We're facilitating. We're not here to fix their next step for them. That's not our role. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right, Devin, how, what do you have to say on this? Yeah. So I got my expect miracles shirt on that I'm wearing every day indefinitely. I might wash it. We'll see if I, you know, that kind of thing, but, um, but why, right? Because I, it's the billboard I choose to, to present to the world. And it's the affirmation that I choose to live by. And, um, she referenced Dispenza and that's what he said. He was like, you know, we call out for miracles and yet we want control of how it happens. You don't get that. You don't get that. If you call out for something you've never had, you're going to have to go through something you've never been through. And so a couple of things here to me are very key faith. Yes. Everything she just said, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Yep. If you saw my head, I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." And God gave us free will. So, so we are going to have to move. You don't, you, you, you know that if you lift the weights, you're going to get the big muscles, but you don't get the big muscles if you don't lift the weight. So you do have to move. You do have to execute in the things that move you forward in whatever that means to you. And it's all about framing, you know, in like, I keep, again, these visuals of, as you guys are all talking, you know, that picture on Facebook of Jesus on his knee with the little girl, and he's got the big, huge teddy bear behind his back. Mm-hmm. And he's asking her to hand him her teddy bear and she's like but I don't I don't want I like my I don't want to and he's like I've got something better for you guys that's where we're at that's where we're at the big teddy bear is right behind the universe's back and it's how big is your faith and will you walk with me through this thing and can you trust the process and and you know and framing is so important because I'm um I am the only one that gets to dictate the inner world of my mind. So if I prepare, okay, it's going to be dark days ahead. If I prepare for battle, I get battle. If I prepare for joy, like I've never felt to unfold, it will be joy. It doesn't mean right away, but it means that's where I'm headed. And that is the the God that I trust. That's the, that's the, joy parade that I want to take my kids on actively day by day in this thing, because that's the God I want them to know that I hope they know as well. So beautiful. So good. Um, all right, Dr. Mack, you were. Yeah. I mean, I, I a hundred percent agree with Devin and, you know, um, <clears throat> our mindset is our physiology mm-hmm. and, you know, that's not mine. That's Dr. Mono's. Um, but it's absolutely the truth. And so, you know, in this time, there's just a couple things that, you know, I was thinking um, as we were talking here is, you know, I, I've always chosen to play big, you know, and that was challenged this year. And what I realized is that um, there is such beauty and simplicity, but that doesn't mean you have to live small. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, to express your gifts to communicate your most authentic expression of who you are, to um, to play and recognize where all those simple things are in your life, 
the people that you love, the things you love to do, the things that fill you up, this pause is giving you an opportunity to do that check-in. And I think that that's really important. And all it's going to require is trying to find some ground and some comfort in the uncertainty. And if you can find that ground in, you know, and comfort without attaching to the narrative or thinking, you know, believing everything you think and letting that ride like waves like you did this week, Lauren, where you recognize and you could observe your thought, but you just let that stream go with the thought, you know, um, and it's where all of those skill sets like meditation and like breath and faith and suspending and just letting, letting go of your attachments. Um, these are like life lessons and they are incredibly required in order to sit in this space of uncertainty. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, you guys, you have no idea how hard this is to not just want to go on a tangent on every single one of your guys' things. Like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen through and like write down like, oh, yep, there's an episode on that. Like bring Dr. Mac back and talk about simple, like I want to talk about living small. It does not mean, or like living simple doesn't mean living small. Green. Okay. All right, Nona, what do you got on this girl? You're hold on. You're muted. Stop. Keep. <laughs> I unmuted myself. Okay. So just, I, I guess perhaps a completely different perspective that I may offer everybody is, um, I grew up in Iran and when I was little, there was war and there were bombs going around and we would lit like we had to move into our grandparents house and they had this little space like underneath the ground that you would go into when there were the alarms right like so the radio would come on and it would it was the red alarm is like had this specific thing you know the specific rhythm to it and so as soon as it would come off, then everybody would rush into this underground space and people who didn't have it in their homes, they would walk outside or run outside to somewhere on the streets or, you know, so, so I experienced that when I was probably just a few years old and I remember the fear that would happen. And, um, you know, again, this is just a completely different perspective, but I think it's helpful to to one, to put things in perspective and see, okay, this is not to take away from what is happening right now, but to give you perspective so that perhaps you have a little bit more peace with it. So um, when I was little in Iran, we would walk outside and we would literally, in our neighborhood, not like far away, somewhere in the military, nothing like that. There is a big hole the size of an entire building inside of the ground, right? That's where the bomb had gone. So there's this reality of this bomb, this, this siren that's going on. It could literally be on top of our head, right? And I, uh, the other day I was on Instagram and I saw this video of this little girl who was from um, Syria. And it's, it's this girl and, and her father. And um, the siren, the same siren is going on. You can hear it in the background. And then there is, um, there, the dad says to the little girl, what do you think? Is it an airplane or is it, it going to be a bomb? And the girl says, I think it's going to be a bomb. And then you hear the bomb. It's, it gives me chills listening to it and hear, like it's like PTSD, right? <laughs> and um, you hear the bomb because there is a noise with it when it comes. So you hear that. 
And then as it's coming and as it's getting closer, the dad says, what are we going to do when we hear the bomb? And the, the little girl says, we're going to laugh and we're going to giggle. And then you watch the, the dad and the, the, the daughter, they just like hysterically start laughing and they start giggling and they, it, it, you, you can almost not hear the bomb anymore. And then the, the bomb comes and it goes and, and then it's done with, and obviously they're safe and nothing happens to them. But I, and I've been thinking about this and I don't have an answer for how this relates to what we have going on other than it's something to think about to give us perspective, number one. And number two, I thought this dad, like what a gift he's giving to his um, daughter in terms of literally neurohacking what is happening telling the girl that yes it's a bomb and she might have an idea she was old enough to have an idea and understand what is what is actually happening that she could her life could be in danger but she he is replacing that with laughter he is defining that moment uh, for her not in the way that it's real but in a way that is useful you know so sometimes it's like you've got to, you've got to sorry about that you've got to hang on to things that the meanings or the ways that you can define something that is helpful, that is useful, and not necessarily in the ways that are real, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I've been trying to rack my brain to think about is how can we use that analogy and that what this father, this really genius father, wise man, was doing for his daughter, like how do we use that in our society today? And it's like, well, how can I? If maybe anytime I hear COVID-19, I can, you know, I have it trigger or anchor that it's a different word or I think about growth. I think about surrender. That's the word that's been coming up for me. And so I think, I know I didn't really answer your question, did I? But, but that, I don't know. Your answer was beautiful though. <laughs> so whatever question you answered, you did it. <laughs> So I think that, again, it's a different perspective, but it's something that we all got to find our way of, re, or of defining what is happening and giving, giving it a meaning that is useful, that, is, that brings joy, a meaning that is going to be you know, practical, that we feel safe in, and all of those great things. Yeah. Um, I had a friend last week go... Every time you hear COVID-19, think, come on, Eileen. And I'm like, you have just gotten an earworm in my head from, uh, thank you, you're a jerk. <laughs> so, so yeah, think of come on, Eileen. Um, Christy, I know you have got something on this. I'm like, going after that story. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, oh, my gosh, such, like... I'm writing notes over here too. So many, all, all of them, so many amazing things were said. And I just wrote, as soon as you asked about faith, I just wrote down, it's going to be better. And the better thing might be my word, but I guess I would just invite everyone to, you know, just write down, it's going to be, and then fill in whatever word feels amazingly right to you in that moment. And just remember, I'm sure all of you can think of times where voluntarily, you shed some things. And so even though right now you might feel like shedding things, beliefs, you know, whatever it may be is being thrust upon you. That's such an amazing gift in order to be able to shed those layers that have built up over time. And now we have such a fantastic moment to choose our word and choose our beliefs. And I fully agree with all these beautiful ladies that all of us are going to come out 
probably um, so much more ourselves than we've ever been. And that's the gift that I think all of us deserve. Like I literally just got chills just knowing that everyone listening to this 100% deserves that opportunity to shed the layers and come out the other side even more yourself and not holding on to things that are, haven't been serving you for a real long time. So. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely nervous how this was going to work. And this turned out more beautiful than I could have planned. So bringing it full circle to like, you know, what Dr. Denise was saying of like, yeah, or maybe it was Devin. I don't know who was saying it, but like the thing that you're trying to plan you, you can't, it's going to be more beautiful and you can't figure out, you don't get to decide how it gets there and just surrender. Um, okay. I'm going to take a picture here. So I was going to try and do it while somebody was talking and I'm like, no, that's not fair to do to a bunch of women. Somebody's going to like have like a weird face. So everyone smile. Gorgeous. Um, ladies, thank you. Seriously. Like I, this, I know we went over on time. I appreciate you so, so much. So, so much. Um, everybody, I will have all of their links, how you can find them in the show notes, um, to this episode. And I know every single one of these people is just here to serve. And so reach out, um, to, you know, so whoever you need to, uh, Dr. Tamara, you said you had a poem that you were going to end us with, and I love it. Perfect. So um, this is called She Let Go by Sapphire Sapphire Rose. Mm. She let go. She let go without a thought or a word. She let go. She let go of the fear. She let go of the judgments. She let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons. Wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry, she just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of the planning and all of the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected day and time in her day timer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It was what it was, and it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face, a light breeze blew through her, and the sun and the moon shone forevermore. Thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. I will make sure that um, 
if we can, I'll have that in the show notes to access to that. Cause that I think people are going to be like, I'm going to need that please. So, okay. She slayers. Um, you go on with your badass self. Like I hope that this was what you were looking for. And if it wasn't, it's sure as hell what you needed. So thank you all of you women so much. So, so much for being here. Um, it was perfect. So, thank you. Until, yeah. yeah. Until next week, she slayers. Bye. Hey, she slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.